Welcome to the first episode of Booklinks, the only podcast where two siblings attack each other for having different opinions on books. My name is Jian, and I'm here with my sister, Nikki. And in this episode, we will be losing our collective Jennifer L. Armand Kraut virginity. So uh, she's pretty famous as a young adult or paranormal fantasy writer. Um, but in this episode, we'll be starting with Storm and Fury. While her initial claim to fame was her The Dark Element series, we decided to start with this one because it seemed to fit into our wheelhouse a bit better. And to be honest, the cover was beautiful. So I, I was the one who it pushed was. for this. Before, yeah. But before we go into the synopsis and a breakdown of our thoughts on the book, we'll tell you a couple of things about ourselves. Of course, we'll be focusing mostly on our preferences in books and why we started this podcast in the first place. So I'm going to start. For, for me, my interest really began with pocketbooks. Uh, my mom is a, a, you know, an avid reader and she wanted to make sure her children would be the same. So she got me all of the pocketbooks for classics. Um, so really, like in the beginning, I only knew the um, shortened versions of all the American and British classics. So if, if I had to describe Little Women, it's really going to be short. <laughs> yeah, when, I, which chapter does, um, who died again? Was it Beth? Beth and Beth, and right. she, she doesn't even die in the book <laughs> because it was for children. Wait, so, so that wasn't okay. included. So in the pocketbook version, it's basically fanfic. Like, that sounds like fan fiction. <laughs> like it's a it's a very safe version for children. There's no death, and oh, the so siblings. So does that mean Joe and Laurie do get together? <laughs> There's no such thing as relationships. No, but <laughs> but basically, it, it really was incomplete. Yeah. And then um, I had a huge collection of Archies. I mean, when I talk about collection, it was also like just an obsession in general that I mm-hmm. would make sure whenever I go out, I had to buy Archie comics, even though I just purchased. Um, so I would make sure that I saved money just so I had enough to buy for that because my mom would have like allowances for us. And then the other thing is, I still can't believe you would use your allowance on Archie comics. You could have used it on toys or, well, toys. Yeah, you could have used it on toys and you chose to spend it on books. I can't believe you would do that. (laughs) Because there were drawings, to be fair. That's the... No, but it's, it's not... No, it, it's it's not the same as like a comic book. You know, reading Spider Man. It's that's a comic one thing. book in a it, way. Like you guys have to stop book. arguing. It's it's just it's just a book with pictures. It's it's not a comic book. It's it, great. It's great <laughs> for anyone who wants to start reading and really just wants to wade their way into it. Start with that, because even comic no. books i mean they're intimidating no. the worlds are so huge archie comics it's consistent <laughs> you know i'm glad that you mentioned that because later when it's my turn to talk i'll i'll explain the first few books that i ever read because they're very different from archie comics yeah okay so i'm going to continue so my favorite genre is going to be the, my first love basically of course it's going to be classics because of the pocket books introduction but really, it was crime. 
and mystery. Of course, there's still a bit of romance in it because I love all romance books. Um, but it was the crime aspect for me. I loved uncovering the you know murders and everything, and I just enjoyed those. So probably disturbing seeing grade schoolers carrying a bunch of murder. Um, fiction. I mean, but... I remember for one of your birthdays, I got you a copy of um, that Dostoevsky book, The Brothers Kamarov or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I and I asked you, okay, what is it about? And you said, well, it's about these two brothers, and then they decide to kill someone. And I said, ah, uh, why? Why do you want to read this? Exactly. <laughs> I think I was so... eight years old or something at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I also had a, a phase of just loving Russian authors. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I I mean that's quite hard because I it was in high school where when I had that phase and it was just weird that that was my obsession for a while. Um uh, but I really enjoyed it. But now I I do have to be in certain moods to to love them. So I'm going to save some of my um, top five favorite books this was really hard because the genre that I love for example for romance it's historical um, and paranormal romance and then so it's hard to choose now I've also been starting reading fantasy romance um, but not that much yet so this one is going to be um, just the top five books that I've ever read um, of course, it was really difficult. So my first would be Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, of course. Um, classic. I mean, for that, I think we need an entire episode to argue about mm. this. Yeah. And then um, the next is part of the historical romance uh, genre is The Madness of Lord Ian Mackenzie by Jennifer Ashley. Um, then there's The Obsession by Nora Roberts. And it's so fitting because I'm so obsessed with Nora Roberts, like J.D. Mm. Robb. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's just insane how many... I think I've, I've only skipped about, at this point, probably like 12 of her books. And that's a lot because she has probably hundreds now. I think, yeah, <laughs> she has like 200 or something. I think she yeah. releases three books a year. Since 1980s, I don't know, since yeah. then. And then the next would be Miss Born by Brandon Sanderson. So that's mm-hmm. the fantasy realm. And yeah. then um, this one is by a self-published author. Uh, it's a series, but the, the first series of the series is called Burn. So that's by Susan Wright. So now, what about you, GN? Okay, so um, little factoids about myself. I'm a graduate student in Japan. I have a bachelor's degree in marketing. I published my first book when I was 13 years old. It was a really small uh, publication and it actually went bankrupt, I think. So it doesn't really exist anymore, but you can still find the cover of the book on Pinterest. So yeah, I don't want to brag, of course. Please share Uh, who designed the cover. I believe I hired uh, an older woman uh, about to retire. You know, it was, it was one of the last things she did before she retired, I think. Um, no, but, What's her so name? My, my, my sister, uh, my beloved sister actually made the cover using one of her photographs. I remember seeing her 
that photograph on her computer and thinking, I don't know why, but this suits my book. I'll talk a little bit more about my book in future episodes, but yeah, so that one was a horror. And I mostly read fantasy, romance, horror, and historical. And my five favorite books, uh, in no particular order, are Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. This book is so depressing, but in a really great way. I, it's really difficult to explain how can a book be depressing in a good way, but that you should read it if you don't know. Um, the Way of Shadows by Brent Weeks. This book actually changed my life because it was the first book that I read where I figured out you don't have to write about good people for it to be a good book. Before that, the only books I'd read were had like, oh, the guy, the main character is a hero. He saves people. And I, and I don't know. I was sick of that. I didn't believe it, I guess. Maybe I've always been cynical. Maybe I just don't believe in the goodness of people. Okay, that's a different issue for another time. <laughs> but it really changed my life. And, I, and I'll always love it for that. Then Lothair by Cressley Cole. Now, this, this is a paranormal romance book. And I, I have read it, I think... 20 plus times and I hate rereading books I really don't like rereading books because for me if I have the time to reread something then that means I have the time to read a new book but I always come back to Lothair by Cressley Cole it's just a fantastic book highly recommend it we'll do another episode about that some other time uh, the next is The Shining by Stephen King this book is haunting like that I mean it is a, one of the classic horror books ever and also classic horror film, but it is a hauntingly good book. And I find myself thinking about it quite a bit. Then there's also Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. So that's the one real overlap between the two of us. I also love Pride and Prejudice, um, but mm, to say that it's in my top five, I'm not sure, especially because I haven't read, reread it or thought about it as much as I have for these other books. But Again, it's still a fucking awesome book. So uh, what, what should we discuss next? Oh, okay. So earlier I mentioned that um, starting with pocketbooks is not what I did and I didn't use our allowance on books. So I actually really he, he hated used reading. It. He used it on toy soldiers. Toy soldiers all day, every day. And dinosaurs. Don't don't worry the dinosaurs. Like the combination of soldiers and dinosaurs, it just no, works. But That's why the dinosaurs you couldn't afford with your allowance. <laughs> so, yes. so the dinosaurs would be given on your birthdays and everything. So you already had a yeah. collection of dinosaurs. But the soldiers, for some reason, you just would argue that the cavalry is dead, so you need new ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if they're dead, you can't use them again. That's kind of messed up. I don't want to play with zombies, right? And you know, I mean, that's that me, shows how dark he was six. <laughs> no, because for From me, six I would to always eight years old. I would always imagine that they would die in a fire, or they would die in an explosion, or or something like that. So, you know, I would try to yeah. like break apart their limbs and stuff. Because yeah, I hope it's an explosion. Um, bet, better help if you're listening. Please sponsor <laughs> us. We need it. Yeah, I, I would love that. I would. I would. I think I. I personally need that more than you <laughs> any any mental health companies please join <laughs> any asylum out there looking to sponsor a podcast that would be fantastic um 
but I really hated reading books growing up. And I think I read my first book when I was around 11 years old. And it was because my sister challenged me uh, to read. And she, was, she actually screamed at me, if I remember correctly, um, because I, I wrote my first book when I was around 10. And I, I, of course, asked my sister, hey, would you mind reading it? Because I admired my sister very much. You know, I, I expected her to be proud of me, of course. I was 10 years old, wrote a book. And um, so she, she reads it, right? And then, and then after reading it, I asked her, what do you think? She looks at me and says, uh, have you ever read a book before? <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> what kind of question is that? And she said, okay, well, <laughs> you have to read a book to write a book. And, and said, the way he thinks about this is as if I'm <laughs> challenging or yelling at him, but really no, my was, voice, my voice is the same. It's just monotonous. And I've said, have you read a book? I mean, that's it. And then to no, him, it's it, like, she is insulting me. I am going to read 70 book, books by next week. <laughs> no, it, it was frankly a ridiculous accusation. Um, so I decided to facts. start. Yeah, I started. I decided to start reading books. And one of the first books I started with was actually um, War and Peace by Tolstoy. Because you were still in and your Russian remember, days. Remember um, what I told no, you. No, no, when you no. no I, I, I did remember. I, I do remember. You said, oh, you can't handle that. I still remember. And so I finished the entire book. Um, yeah. Even though, okay, and by the way. Did the, you enjoy like, it at that age? There, no, there were actually some parts that I thought were cool. But it, honestly, there were t- way too many characters. And I, at the time... I didn't really understand the whole, um, I don't know, royal hierarchy. So I was just kind of confused, like, you know, like, who, who's this guy? What, what, why is he important? You know, so, but I still finished it because you said, oh, you probably give up. You know, actually, and- I didn't say that. I said that you won't enjoy it if this is going to be your first dive into a book. And this is the problem with him. He always twists it. I always think of his best interest. I suggest no, this no, is probably you, something you, you were would... mocking me. You no, you were taunting I su- me. and whenever I suggest a book, me. I always have to premise it as you're not gonna like it. This isn't for you. That way he's gonna read it. If I don't <laughs> say it that way, he won't he'll read it after five years. But yes, so I read it, but then after that I started reading um two or three books per day. Uh, that isn't to say that I would finish two or three books per day, but I would literally read maybe two or three chapters of one book, go to another book, two or three chapters, another book, and then keep going back and forth because I wanted to read as many books as possible so that I could finally write a book um, and, you know, beat her at her own challenge. Like, um, So I, I like to think that I proved her wrong, but the unfortunate like to think side that effect. He still hasn't um, solved his mental illness. And this is, um, the unfortunate side effect is I now have to read for constantly. Like I unfortunately got addicted to reading books, and so yeah, now I read quite often. 
I honestly think we would be way more productive if we weren't readers <laughs> because of the amount yeah. of time we spend on reading. Yeah. I actually wake up most days at 6 a.m. And then I don't leave my bed till 8 a.m. because I read a book from 6 to 8. Or So yeah. we're, we're really the opposite. So I'm an insomniac. So after I finish work, I that's when I can really read. And I would read in the evenings. Of course, if I start a new book, I'm not going to sleep until I finish it. Hence the insomnia. Um, but it's just a must. Um, unless I'm really exhausted, then I won't read a book at all. Um, but it's very rare. Usually I do try to read um, at least one book a day. Until now, I still do that. Whether it's um, even if it's just rereading something. I still want to mm-hmm. read read a book. Um, but the difference between my brother and I is for him, he can read multiple books um, at the same time. I can't because I just I'll just confuse the characters. And at the same time, I, I can't handle like not finishing a book and then starting a new one. So really, this is going to be kind of our the podcast is really about warring with with each other. Yeah. That might be a good like uh, subtitle to the name yeah. of the podcast. But I mean, for me, anytime that I reach a part in a book that I don't really like, then I switch to another book. So for me, if I, if I read only this book straight and I don't take breaks by reading other books, that's normally a pretty good sign. That normally means that I really like the book. Um, and uh, for the most part, Oh, recently I actually started um, listening to audiobooks a bit more, especially because I keep waking up at even even earlier times lately. I keep waking up at four or five a.m. Um, so whenever I wake up at four or five a.m., instead of reading a book, I just rest my eyes and I listen to an audiobook. Um, uh, so the benefit is I get to rest and I, I'll probably doze off. The problem with that though is I end up dreaming the the book and yeah. then I change it in my dream so when I wake up I don't remember what actually happened in the book so then I read it like like even though I've already listened to six chapters I go back to the chapter I started on and I'm really okay I'm like oh oh that's that's the difference all right yeah so this so. is also going to be like a future topic do audiobooks count as your as reading a book yeah so that's going to be another episode for sure yeah yeah uh but as we mentioned earlier in this episode we will be discussing the author jennifer l armand trout uh i hope and... we're pronouncing that cor- correctly yeah. so i'm just I gonna hope call it's not like Jean. french yeah i yeah. hope it's not like um, french i'm in true yeah i'm <laughs> right uh we're just showing off how uneducated we are right now um but yeah so jen jennifer or JL. So uh, we're going to be discussing Storm and Fury. And uh, so let me read the synopsis real quick. Should I use my trailer voice in the world? You know, that sort of thing. Or should I just use my normal voice? Okay. Just use your trailer voice for sure. (laughs) Mm. 18 year old Trinity Marrow may be going blind but she can see and communicate with ghosts 
and spirits. Her unique gift is part of a secret so dangerous that she's been in hiding for years in an isolated compound, fiercely guarded by wardens, gargoyle shapeshifters who protect humankind from demons. If the demons discover the truth about Trinity, they'll devour her flesh and bone to enhance their own powers. When wardens from another clan arrive with disturbing reports that something out there is killing both demons and wardens, Trinity's safe world implodes. Not the least because one of the outsiders is the most annoying and fascinating person she's ever met. Zane has secrets of his own that will upend her world yet again. But working together becomes imperative once demons breach the compound and Trinity's secret comes to light. To save her family and maybe the world, she'll have to put her trust in Zane. But all bets are off as a supernatural war is unleashed. Okay, so let me start with my um, thoughts. I, I don't know, actually, let me mention a couple of things that I discovered when I was researching the book a little bit and the author. So at the start of the synopsis, you see 18-year-old um, Trinity Marrow maybe going blind. And then in the book, it's revealed that she has this um, like uh, degenerative um, yeah. eye yeah, condition. Yeah. Um, and it's a real, real um, condition that the author herself actually has. Like the author is suffering oh, from the same figure um, because it issue. was very specific. Like it was so It was very specific and very, yeah, exactly. The descriptions of it were incredibly real. Um, yeah. so and the you could author feel actually the torment of the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the author actually discovered that she has this con that she had this condition back in 2015, which was right before she wrote this book. Uh, so I think that so that's the timing. Ever since then, she's become really passionate. Uh, she's become a really passionate advocate about this uh, condition. So. Uh, I, I honestly got to respect that. That's really, that's really cool. I love that she included that and, and that she gave that to the protagonist. You know, it, it's, um, I think we don't really see that a lot, especially in young adult fiction. We normally see a lot of, I mean, we tend to see more or less the same problems, you know, like, I mean, Percy Jackson, for example, the problem, again, I'm doing for anyone listening to the podcast instead of watching the YouTube version, um, I'm putting air quotes here. Um, the problem with Percy Jackson was that he was dyslexic, right? Um, you know, Harry Potter needed glasses, you know, th that sort of thing. But Trinity is going blind. She, she cannot see. She, she, throughout the entire book, she's running into walls. She's tripping all over. I, it's it's really serious they don't treat it with humor it um the author takes it quite seriously so when i found out that she's suffering from the same condition a lot of it made sense yeah yeah because um, even um the vulnerability and how the the character was struggling with it it was so descriptive and you felt her torment because especially since mm -hmm. she's trained to yes. fight as well um, which mm -hmm. you're gonna find out early on in the book mm -hmm. but she she just uses her other senses and then she memorizes yeah. because she's been in that compound for years so she understands yeah. it but 
if you take her away from that, that's when she's really vulnerable and you see the author delve into that and explain what she will miss the most when mm-hmm. um it, it's quite heartbreaking when she talks about mm-hmm. the stars and i really felt for her as like oh man actually so I, yeah so that's why i thought okay this author has to have some experience or like a close um you know a loved one has this because it's just so like it's just written so well yeah but I, anyway there's not a moment so, where i feel as if she's just doing this to get sympathy you know because a lot of other um, books wh- who, which target the young adult audience, they, the authors give, might, may or may not give the main characters serious conditions, but then I feel like because the author doesn't have a personal connection to the condition, they can't depict it in, um, how should I say, an accurate way. Because, yeah, and also uh, like even the internal struggle is just like okay, I move past it. I'm okay. So yeah. even you don't kind of you also forget mm-hmm. this supposed impediment that the character has because the yeah. the next chapter it's like oh okay, I'm used to it, but that's not how exactly. it is. Um, it's yeah. even throughout the three books that yeah. um they explain that it's kind of it's really her weakness throughout the thing. Yeah, actually, so the interesting thing is uh. So in, in the book, this, is, um, this isn't really a spoiler. The um, love interest, uh, Zane, who is mentioned in the synopsis, so again, this isn't a spoiler. He is unaware of her condition. And the thing is, I was also unaware <laughs> of her condition because I didn't read the synopsis. I, because when my sister called me up and said, hey, I want you to read this book and then we can talk about it. I said, okay. And I just download, uh, you know, I got the book and I ignored the um, synopsis on the back, you know, everything. I didn't look at anything. But you do I didn't know look in at the any beginning. Reviews. No, in the beginning of the book, she had to kind of fight. No, no, no. So in the, in the beginning, she said that she had like, like she couldn't see. And I, but I was thinking, oh, oh she, there it's must dark. be like some supernatural. <laughs> no, no, there must be some supernatural reason why she can't see, right? Like, like she, she was attacked by an angel who. This like, is how you know he loves God comic in, books. In her. Yeah. No, no, no. Or, or supernatural, the TV show, you know? So I thought like she's attacked and then she's like her retinas were burnt out by the glory of the Ark of Covenant or something, you know, and then later on, when she finally gives it a name, I was just like, wait, hold on. That's why she's blind. That's why she can't see. And I, and, I, and it, a lot of it made more sense. You know, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, oh, okay. Now I kind of feel a little bit stupid, a little bit. Stupid. Well, for me, I didn't even um, read the, full synopsis really um so i also didn't take notice of the fact that she may be going blind but it was pretty clear <laughs> in the no, beginning i knew that like she was every... going blind i just thought there was a supernatural reason for it you know i <laughs> like thought she was thought like there was some spray or like some kind of very yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe or maybe she's like some half um creature like a half bat creature you know because bats can't yeah. see um so and and there was a but, part where she said like oh she just listened 
to figure out where a demon was and i was like that's that's some bat shit right there like that's <laughs> oh she got the radar you know yeah so we're gonna move on from his um superhero delusions but like basically yeah yeah so but basically it was actually very clear so this isn't a spoiler no, it's, not, it's, not, it's not clear <laughs> but, it's not clear but we're gonna move on so we're gonna talk okay, about okay. the characters Wait, um yeah, yeah yeah okay so, so I'm, uh, I'm gonna wait i'm bit. gonna i'm gonna just say the names and then we'll just each have a reaction to the characters yeah. and this this is gonna be short because i i mean it's her first episode and we i can already tell this is gonna be a long one it's just very hard to summarize books for us and that's why i mean we hope that you enjoy this and you're, you have a similar interest in us where you just have to talk out what you've just read, whether it's great, it's um, good, bad, you know, all those things. There's always a lot to say when it comes to books. So for this one, we're going to break down um, each of the characters in terms of our thoughts and try not to spoil anything. So for you, uh, we're going to start with the heroine. So Trinity Marrow. Uh, weird name. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I, I, I'm like really marrow marrow bone marrow that's all i thought of yeah uh and trinity hmm okay all right yeah so weird name uh she's pretty cool i i like her because she is such a teenager (laughs) i I like her because she is not just like i want to save everyone i want to want to save this person that person no she's Mm. more like oh, I could have saved that person if I just killed the killer. So what do you <laughs> think about Trin Marrow? So Trini, Trini, Trini is just a lovely teenager. So the problem that I had with her, um, because I haven't read teenage romances or um, any type of teenage books in a while. <laughs> like if... Even in historical, the main characters are not the teenage characters. Um, or classics, they're, you usually see them age. So this one, I was hesitant because I knew, okay, this is going to be those teenage acts. Like, I've graduated from that. Like, we're, we're, we're moving on. But yeah. um, because I'm, I'm the opposite of don't judge a book by its cover, I'm going to judge it by books by its cover. Mm-hmm. And it's really great so i had to pick this one up yes um and i was pleasantly surprised by her character because mm-hmm. she it was real like she had those typical um teenage angst like very self-absorbed in that sense but she wasn't unlikable mm. about it um so mm. usually i really hate that um i would hate that when they just go on and on about themselves um, but this one, it it had like a mix of funny. Mm. Uh, you could you could tell the sense of humor of the author. Um, sometimes it became too cheesy, like really immature. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, because I really had no expectations coming into this, so I I quite enjoyed her on the first book. I mean, there's there's gonna be a spoil spoilers for that because my brother hasn't read the other two. But I, I just had to because after the first book, I was like, okay, I need to know. Um, so yeah, but in the I'm basing her character on the first book, and she was 
she was actually decent for me. Like surprisingly decent because I had low expectations for mm-hmm. teenage I think you have negative Girls. expectations. That's not yes. even low not expectations. Low, yeah. You just have bad expectations. <laughs> yeah, because I understand like how you're supposed, like how it's usually written, yeah. and yeah. it's always that uh, most authors make that mistake where, and you're a teenager, and you're just gonna be insecure the entire time, and um, selfish. Hers, she was self selfish at moments but she always showed she cared and at the same time she was just ruthless and confident so mm. i enjoyed that because that that's quite um rare of course if you read miss born then beautiful like that yeah. that's what a heroine is for me exactly um yes but but this one was also like really good yeah oh so what, one like, okay oh. i have a bit more to add to that but i'll save it for later when we talk about what's great about the book and what's not so great. Uh, I have an addition for the what's not so great part. Um, and it's related to yeah. Trinities. And, so, and we have that. You know, yeah. I, think, I think for later, we're going to add what we liked and disliked about it. So yeah. I'm not, um, I'll do, the next one is not going to be the love interest first. Um, basically, I'll just go through this chronologically. Mm-hmm. So Jian, yeah. which, what did you think about her best friend, her guardian, because that's what they call it, the protector, um, and his name is Misha. I, I <laughs> like, don't... Please, please frame that yeah. face. That's <laughs> I, like, uh, okay, listen. Where are they supposed to be from? No, because, okay. Exactly. I thought uh, this the entire book. It's like one of those books, like, what is the see, weather? But for yeah. this, it was, where are they from? Yeah, see, okay. So my sister and I, we've talked about this before. The problem with Sarah J. Mass is she doesn't know geography or weather. <laughs> um, and like that yeah. other booktubers theory was. Yeah, she, she might be a flat earther because apparently... Uh, you, you know what that's a different topic but I think so at least based on this book uh, I think Jennifer L. Armentrout the great author needs to work on her naming because okay uh, so we have Trinity we have already yeah. said a lot about her name but Misha is yeah. so he's Russian is he does he have Russian yeah. descent or exactly descent uh, but then the description seems he, i mean makes it seem like he's all american uh exactly wrong. i thought of a all-american footballer but i was just yes. like but he has a russian accent <laughs> that's yeah. what i kept thinking the entire uh, time it, no it's, it makes it seem like he's kind of a russian spy is like no let's throw out uh, the good old pig skin and then steal the nuclear arms codes or something like that so that's a bit weird uh okay as a character um he's okay he's a bit milk toast you know there's not if you ask me right now is there a defining moment for like when for example when when i think of um if you give me the name trinity i think oh badass strong heroine funny you know blind right there there are a lot of things i can say if you ask me i'm the opposite really if you ask me about misha i have nothing i have no idea what to say i'm like Oh, he he was. Mm. He no, had, I mean um, with the name the association, the name association. I always thought 
she's this badass um, stripper. Like, honestly, that's what I thought. This is the perfect stripper name. Like, she's so cool. I am so, so cool. sorry to anyone named Trinity right now. <laughs> I am actually sorry. <laughs> it's uh, The problem is the last name. Okay. It's Marrow is so fake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I, sorry. Can't you hear this? And now we welcome Trinity Marrow. And then you hear the music from Magic yeah. Mike. I mean, don't, I'm pretty sure that's what you hear. Uh, and then yeah. here comes Misha, the guard. Yeah. <laughs> he's, no, he's the, the one... Russian security guard. He's yeah, exactly. Russian he's literally going to let you at the entrance if you pay the fee. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I think this is a problem that a lot of uh young adult fantasy writers have they give their name their characters the weirdest names i mean even um what even non-young adult fantasy like young just young adult books in general like uh that john green book uh fault in our stars one of the names of the characters was augustus right (laughs) that's supposed to be modern i mean even in the past even in the past they're like augustus are you sure, darling? That's not such a great name. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've had, I've met, I've met quite a few people in quite a few countries. Never, not a single Augustus. Not a, not Wait, a single Seriously? One. Really? No, Augie? Uh, Gussie? Augie! Augie, Augie, you Augie, Augie. That? <laughs> you know, No, but, um, but that's the thing. And, and now we're going to move to the next one and you're going to be even more confused by the name. Yeah. Because um, I just want to know where, uh, which world are we? This is the problem with fantasy writers. This is the trap that they fall into because they have this intense world building. So they assume you have to pick these exotic names or different things. But it's just, you know, when you pronounce it, and especially your readers are aware of these names maybe not such a good thing like it's you might as well just make it up yeah but here is the next i'm gonna say them at the same time because um you know they're they're just side characters mainly but they do play a significant role for the character um so it's matthew and theory <laughs> or theory like it, it really depends is which country are they from yeah because if, if you if he's french it would yeah, be Thierry. 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 <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's just a weird combination. Okay, honestly, I. Okay, so as characters, they're. Again, I feel like I don't know much about them at all. I, I don't really know them. They're kind of just there. They, they're, they're plot devices, really. They, they just serve as a catalyst for the story moving forward. The, pretty much outside of the heroine and the love interest and maybe one or two other characters no one's really important um mm-hmm. and actually oh the, this one is for later but the only reason the other two characters are even important is because the previous trilogy written by the author is about those two characters um so, uh, i didn't even know that yes so that's that's the only reason they seem to have a personality or an identity but other than that, the other character was like, okay, like, why are you in this chapter? <laughs> I don't feel like the world is that fleshed out. Because yeah. if you go back to the synopsis, it said, like, she was raised in this 
secret yes. compound, right? But yes. I don't, I can't picture the compound. Like when it comes down to it, uh, does it look like a compound or does it look more like a town? Because at yeah, some because... point it implies that it's a town, but then other parts they keep calling it like a compound. It makes it feel so cramped, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, how she goes out to the gate. Initially, they say she's so far, like she's at the hidden area. And then when she tries to fight, it's just, uh, that's the problem with authors, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sure it is challenging to really describe the distance. Um, yeah. but, but in this case, you don't actually feel that she's been in this compound. And that's the problem, like, because there's a lot of her backstory that kind of affects how she is today. But even then, the author kind of forgets it as well. It's not fleshed out. Like, even her relationship with her mom, she keeps talking about how close they were, but you don't feel it. She just says it a lot, but Mm. there's nothing internal that you feel, Mm. oh my goodness, like, I feel so sorry for her that she lost her mother. So so that's that's the problem I have with that. One example of this would be, um, this is something I wanted to say for later, but since you brought it up, uh, at some point, something really sad happens in her life. And then she's like, oh, I really, I really want to cry right now, but I'm not going to let myself cry because I didn't even cry when my mom died. And I was like, yeah, what exactly? What? You know, you, you you should cry. Actually, why are you stopping yourself from crying? You should yeah. cry. Holy shit, you are a bad daughter. <laughs> Th- that's so <laughs> true because of- you know how she, she made it seem like she wasn't allowed, but everyone was kind of coddling her in that compound, yeah. like really protecting her feelings, yeah. everything about her because she had this mysterious secret that was... Um, she made her so important so it made no sense that she was acting like the protector that she couldn't show emotions of her own and, and it also just... i i need to meet a single person who would reprimand another person for crying yeah. about their dead mother <laughs> like yeah I want to meet that person. Like, that is a piece of work right there. Yeah. So when she cried about this, um, this sad thing that happened, I just felt that, so this person mattered more than your mom. Like, this, this, this tragedy had more impact on you. That's with the camel that broke its back. Like, that, that was... That was the breaking point for you. So for Mm. me, it wasn't consistent that. So for your mom, you were able to restrain your feelings, but this. Mm. So it was just um, a lot of that where the inconsistencies um, kind of bothered me. But of course, um, it's because when you you do like have so many beloved books, like you already have like Mm -hmm. these standards. We're we're gonna nitpick. So I'm so sorry yeah. to all the fans of this book, but this is to all the fans honest, I loved yeah. before. Yeah, this is our <laughs> honest review. Yes. Now where's my occult? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of alienating fan bases, let's talk about Layla and Roth. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. You, so you start you first. Think? Really? I okay. I'll st- start first. Okay. I think you should start first on this one. Yeah, because I think I'm I'm calmer. 
No, you figured it out. Plus, you actually figured it out. I only figured out that they have their own trilogy when I read um, yeah. the, uh, her Goodreads page. So Wait, so how... Um, I'm just... I have to think about if we're allowed to kind of spoil this um, part. Okay, so... Story. Right, I'll... Um, so... Yeah, just I'll put maybe a spoiler warning. Put here. A no- yeah. yeah. So this is the spoiler, guys. Like hear the beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, in the, yeah. On Spotify, I'll put the spoiler sections in the description of the episode. Oh wow! So. I didn't know you had that in Spotify. <laughs> Bo- you fucking boomer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, <clears throat> so Layla and Roth. I'm gonna start with Layla. Um, okay. So basically, the another Russian name, by the way. Exactly the spelling. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so is Misha your brother? Like that's what I thought. Of. Oh, that would make so much sense. Yeah, I mean, even her description, I was like, okay, she's she's the same like ethereal blonde, supposedly. Um, Misha, but is anyway. Redhead. Uh, but oh right, I forgot. Yeah, he's a redhead. He's a redhead. Yeah, yeah. See, I ignored, I ignored his facts because he was so he was not memorable at all. Like, and no. he, by the way, guys, like he was a main character. Like he was, he was, um, yeah, yeah, he was a main character in the in the heroine's life as well. So mm-hmm. it was just like, why don't the relationship just wasn't there? Like they keep implying that he was the closest. Close. Yeah, they, they that implied close. that they were closest and since childhood, like they loved each other as like brothers and sisters. But I was just like, no, I don't see it. Like I think you just met. But anyway, so for Layla, um, the way that she was introduced was, um, Zane took Trinity with him, and they, uh, they were supposed to meet Roth, and Roth is the crown prince of hell. And it's just for me that was like, oh, okay, so you chose Ross. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, the the problem I had with this is because they kept insinuating this like insane love that these two supposedly have. Um, because I figured like pretty early on you'll you'll notice, okay, they have their own love story, like they had their own trilogy or um, at least two books because a lot of it is implied like he's the strongest man or like the craziest man and a lot of the char- characterizations was already um, it was as if you you know this about him um, but it just didn't it felt so flat to me because a lot of the times um, when you do a trilogy uh, even though these characters have their own books you still kind of show the relationship they have with the existing characters um, and the main characters. So, for example, like paranormal romances, I mean, mm. um, Cressley yes. Cole, uh, Sherilyn Kenyon, they do such a great job of yes. like, doing the standalones, but still mm-hmm. um, going back to the old characters exactly. and interweaving them with the with the story and you see their personality, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here it's like, no, you had to have read the, the other books to so you find understand. them likable. Yeah, to find them likable. Because here I was just like, ah, Layla just looks like a bitch. 
Um, because apparently, so Zane was in love with her, and mm-hmm. for some reason, she, yeah. yeah, and she is a half um demon, half uh warden. With warden gargoyle, whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. So gargoyle, um, so that's that's her thing, and. Supposedly, she's this ethereal beauty, and I'm just like, yeah. okay, like really pushing it. Um, I just don't buy it. Um, because for me, like when you find out what Trinity is, I'm just like, and Layla is supposedly like more descriptive about her looks. Like, I mean, what Trinity is, it's impossible that no, that no one is just walking around like staring at her. Yeah. It just made like that for me because I am a fan of books who aren't afraid to make their heroines beautiful. Like why okay. why is that bad? Can, can, <laughs> okay, can go I... say, say yes. So this is not necessarily Storm and Fury. There's another book, one I also encourage you to read, but you don't want yeah. to because the series isn't finished yet. So it's the house of um uh, earth and bone or something yeah, it's and it's written by to sarah be, to be read yeah it's uh written by sarah j mass and in that one the main character she's also like a rare creature and she is ridiculously beautiful and she like um becomes more beautiful with each passing year and people like keep thinking that she's using magic to make herself look more beautiful but she's like no this is this is just exactly like that's that's what i love like i mean it's the same with the pr books like because it's unapologetically real i mean these are the creatures like this is their phenomenon and of course they're going to be attractive yeah it better be so so for me it just bothered me that Layla was kind of put in this i guess it's because the yeah the 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 trinity was supposed to have her own insecurities mm. but it just made no sense um yeah. as far as when you when you look into the um creatures that they are it would just make no sense so later like you're gonna you're gonna find that out in the book um Gian actually predicted what she was and i was like oh that's that's really impressive like i was impressed that he found out because he was only in the um middle of the page i was on page 60 yeah so he was on page 60 and he figured it out but he didn't figure out she was going blind so that's that's (laughs) food for thought guys (laughs) i knew she was going blind i just thought that it was related to her being so guys um please take note of the kind of (laughs) i noticed the supernatural okay i noticed the supernatural i don't notice the superficial I noticed yeah. the supernatural. Now you're kind of understanding how critical we are. Like we can notice so many details, but then we're blind to like the most obvious. Things. 